This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Um, kind of going back to this offense and, and Joe Burrow tonight, just a sample size. We'll have plenty to talk about Joe Burrow during the offseason. Um, there was concerns that what is this line going to do the rest of the game? They're getting blown up. Uh, this is an easy Joe can't move the ball. This is going to struggle. There was an early interception and obviously the arm pun interception later in the game. Joe slowed down and and he managed it, and he had some amazing throws. I mean, I look back on the T. Higgins touchdown. I look on the one that should have been a Hayden Hurst touchdown, and Hayden has to come down with that, and he didn't do it. Um, the Jamar Chase, I mean, just to two defenders, and it goes right to him, and just credit for him to bring that one down and, and get them in position to score a touchdown. But overall, Joe's a gamer. Um, it, it's unfortunate to – to, to have it come down to, to where it was for, for this whole entire team. But what did you think about Joe overall tonight? I thought, I thought Joe, he started off rough and I don't even want to say he started rough. The offensive line got him sacked four times and eight dropbacks. And I think that just messed with them because it felt like after that for a little bit, another drive or two, his clock was wonky and that's been such a good part, a consistent part of his game lately, especially in that Bills game. It was like, what was the key was Joe's internal clock was like perfect. He got sacked four times and they were all hits the back foot of his drop and he sack type plays or at least pressured and then runs into the sack. Uh, so then I didn't think he played well and culminated in that interception. Uh, that was a crazy bad decision to me. To put that short, like, I don't know, put some air on. Uh, not He lobbed it, first of all. I, I don't know. I want to see that ball to tee a little bit more driven and probably a little bit further down the field. If you're going to lob it, at least put it down the field. Uh, but whatever <laughs> happens, they overcame it. And then the next drive they had, which I don't think anybody was expecting them to do that well. They drove the entire way down the field, got a field goal. And that was where they finally switched to – they didn't have a halftime adjustment. They had a right-before halftime adjustment where they did all the extra protection and stuff to get all the way down the field, get that field goal, which I think was the right call as well. I I think that was debated a little bit, but you had to make that a one-score game in my opinion. Um, but first quarter, not good. Most – I think most of the second quarter wasn't that great either. 
And then it was like the end of the second quarter was awesome. Third quarter was good. And then the fourth quarter started getting back into hit or miss. And then the offensive line fell apart again. So it wasn't his best performance, but I don't think it was terrible performance. Um, if I'm doing my grading scale, it's probably around a C. Somewhere uh, in there. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised, but at the same time, Joe Joe was Joe was getting sacked early. I'm like, toughness you know, was on display. Toughness he, was so on display. On he that. might get sacked ten times and still win this game. I mean, at, at that nothing. He, he always he always finds a way to overcome things. Um, obviously, we can go back to the week one performance, everything that happened there. But I just thought, I'm like, you know what? He's gonna get back up. There was a time that Joe late in the fourth quarter when he takes that hit and he's on the ground. I thought something was wrong with his arm. I'm like, I don't know if Joe's gonna get be able to finish this game. Yeah, he landed right on his right arm on that. That and who? The, um, what was uh, that? Was the uh, grounding grounding call, which I thought was a. P Ryan was right there. Yep, uh, he was close enough that I don't think you should call that. It, it was basically the same as all those screens where they just turf it. Like he was like a yard downfield. Okay. Yeah, that. Here's uh, I'm not I'm not trying to make it too much officiating, but when it's a close game like that, you got to be on you got to be on top of your game. You got to be on top of your game. And I think everybody needs to be that way. You could say the same thing for Cincinnati Chiefs and the officiating in a very important game. Um, but there was just, there's missed opportunities for Cincinnati. You know, they're there. And, and if they find a way to win, we look back on it and say, man, they got away with, we got, they found a way to win. They found a way to win that game despite all the odds. And unfortunately, it was just too familiar without the overtime hearing Jim Nance called the final field goal. Uh, for, for the Super Bowl, the, the the drive to the Super Bowl when the when the kick went in and it was like oh, 364 days ago this was the position Cincinnati was in. I'm not gonna lie, I felt when they were driving before Kansas City had that one last chance. I was like they're gonna get in field goal range. They're gonna win this game. They're I thought so too. And then <sighs> offensive line fell apart. They did and had an unfortunate a time. And I think we look at that and. I hate bringing up offensive line already going into the off season, but here we are. I was going to ask you. I mean, you're, you're in a situation where you still have question marks with Jenna Williams at left tackle. I still think he's your starting left tackle next year. But, he's, but he's probably not the future left tackle unless it's cheap. I don't, I don't know if they're going to keep him for the future. So sorry to cut you off, but you just brought up a good point. Jonah Williams is there next year. Law Collins is technically here next year. But that's one I think could be replaced. And maybe you you don't want to switch guys' sides too often. But if you get a good enough left tackle prospect and he beats Collins in camp for right tackle, you could flip him back to left. I don't know. That We'll talk about that more. But I do think offensive line's on the table for whatever pick they want. Yeah. First, second, yeah. third. I think you 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 go into the offseason, and one of the things in past history, Cincinnati's not good at drafting offensive linemen. They are good at wide receivers. They're good at finding those mid-round picks that are just absolutely amazing. You can see it on the defensive side, and they can really show up to be, you know, big developmental pieces. But they're just not good at offensive linemen when, when it comes to drafting. I, I feel terrible like an hour after this game to be talking about drafts. But, hey, it's draft season now. And it's, <laughs> there you um, go, Jared. Jared draft guy, draft guy Jared, you're, you're gonna be really happy. <laughs> it's to draft season. Goodness, I'm not ready for that. Um, but but at the same time, this is a big topic of conversation. 
I want to get more into the future and what contracts will look like in our next segment. But overall, I think you you have to look at the soft on the line. It comes down to this AFC championship game. It goes down to the Super Bowl last year. And yes, we talk about what Joe Burrow was able to do with a banged up offensive line last year in their playoff run and even in the Super Bowl. But they're an offensive line away from holding a Lombardi last year. I truly believe that. I truly believe could argue, that. Could argue today. And, and, that, and they're in the same position, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, the NFL has offensive line problems. There are rarely mm-hmm. good teams with offensive line, except for these oh, two Super Bowl teams. That are <laughs> eight offensive linemen deep, you're going to start running into issues. I think the Eagles would run into issues. They're incredible offensive line, but say you lose, let's see, Kappa was the best offensive lineman. So say you lose, we'll call Jason Kelsey, and they have a backup there. They've got um, Cam Jurgens. But then you also lose Jordan Mailata, and then you have to insert um, what's his name, the Andre Dillard. Mm-hmm. But after that, not much there. There's, I think they have an okay guard at that point. But say you lose Lane Johnson, you don't have another tackle, and the Bengals lost both tackles. So it's hard to find these offensive linemen in the first place. But to try to have these offensive linemen and have three quality backups, I thought they could survive with two misses. And then after last week, I thought maybe they could survive with all three gone. But now turns out just short, just not enough. But they almost did it. And for the Super Bowl, I think maybe one, if not both, those guys would have been back too. Yeah, I think that this is still a major concern and it's a problem. Um, you know, maybe there, what we've talked about before, look, Joe's been able to manage with, with some of the backups and, and health wasn't on their side at the end. Health was on their side a little bit throughout the playoffs last year. And I I don't count that towards their offensive line, but overall, um, you know, when you're without your number one cornerback to go on this run, this we're sitting here in January and this team last loss was October 31st. It's absolutely incredible to think the run they were able to go on and guys that they've had to step up uh, when their offensive lineman went down, when Alex Cavill, when Lyle Collins went down. Um, you lose Jonah Williams recently. It, it's a struggle. It's hard after you see that most of the season. Um, but that's still a big question mark. That's something that they have to have conversations about because the thing is, when they are having the Joe Burrow contract extension conversations, and I truly do believe that's all going to get done this offseason, that really won't impact and really start kicking in for another couple of years for the for the Joe Burrow numbers. Because it's still, yep, you still have the fifth year option, I believe. They'll probably factor mm-hmm. that. And you've got this fourth year that's really cheap, still factored in. And then the money hits, and it's usually backloaded so that when you give them an extension the next time, you spread that money out a little bit more. So yeah. it's, it's the window is his whole career, but the window is wide open still, I think, for the next, I'll say at least two years, if not three. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And you got to take advantage of it. We don't know what that number is going to look like for Joe Pearl. Here's the thing. I feel like over the last 48 hours, when you have an Ian Rappaport or, you know, national sports insiders say the Bengals and, the, and Joe Burrow, they're going to, you know, work on the contract extension. We knew that. 
we knew he was eligible for a contract extension after the third season, that those conversations were going to start to happen. I don't think that's breaking news. Then you get, well, how are they going to pay everyone? Or, you know, what are they going to do? What's Joe going to do? Is he going to take a cheap deal? Joe Burrow deserves every penny. This yeah. If team, he wants to take a cheap deal, awesome. If yeah. he doesn't, he deserves it. Deserves every penny. And those conversations we'll hear more about when it comes to the guaranteed. Um, this team has changed their way of thinking when it comes to the contracts and, and, and the money. If you, if you look at selling the stadium name, if you would have told me they would sell Paul Brown stadium name and knowing more than likely that's going to go into the Joe Burrow fund for his contract extension or other guys that they're going to have to pay. I would have said, I don't, I think they're going to find another way. I wouldn't see that coming. They've changed their mindset of thinking the quarterback coach, Dan Pitcher. That was another report that happened and it came out this morning. He was getting interviews. Tampa was interested. He had an interview on Friday with Tampa for their offensive coordinator position. The Ravens were interested. And even if Brian Callahan would have left for a head coaching job, which I'm sure those guys will maybe get another follow-up interview if something happens in the next couple of weeks when it comes to some of the open positions. I know that Brian Callahan did interview with Indy, but Overall, Dan Pitcher was their inside guy to probably get promoted to OC. And the Bengals stepped up and said, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to lose you yet. And I'm sure those internal conversations were like, look, if, if Brian Callahan takes another job, you're our OC. It's going to be an internal thing. You're our guy. And they they gave him a, a nice contract extension. Since I stepped up when Dan was getting these interviews this week and said, no, no, no. Let me back up the truck a little bit and let me pay you. Uh, we want to keep you here. You're very important to this offense. And what this offense has looked like since week five, when it comes to Dan Pitcher, Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, and Joe Burrow, it changed. Frank Pollock, run game coordinator, offensive line coach. He's a huge deal with that. Yes, Joe Burrow is him. He's number nine. But Dan Pitcher still is a big part of what we, we've seen with this offense. And I think that's huge when it comes to those conversations and, and them kind of just stepping, stepping back and saying, hey, we don't want to lose you. You're a big part of this offense. And what do we have to do to keep you here? Yeah. Uh, whenever you have a, a guy you feel good about inside the building, about promoting, if your offensive coordinator gets hired, that means other teams probably feel good about that guy making that jump for them too. So yeah. usually don't keep those guys forever. You know, the, the you look at, um, I think the Chiefs always had that with, Mike Kafka, they kept thinking like, well, if the enemy gets hired, we'll promote Kafka. Kafka went to New York with Brian Dabble. <laughs> and that's totally possible, not happening again. Especially if it's anybody that knows Pitcher, um, then they could really bring him in. But the Kafka-Dabble one, they didn't know each other. That was just, I like what you do in Kansas City. Come share thoughts with me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, hey, Dan, I like what you do in Cincinnati. We should build an offense together <laughs> especially tampa you got some weapons over there you got some stuff well i mean and, and at the same time i still feel like that's the joe burrow effect you know those conversations were probably happening with joe and they said dan's getting those interviews and and he's still a huge part of what what they see internally it happens all the time that quarterback coaches get job interviews for ocs and they move on or ocs move on to be head coach and while they are still in this window even though i agree with joe it's his whole career um as long as they keep building around him and i think that the cap number is going to keep growing and that's really not a problem i think a lot of people are concerned with what Cincinnati's going to do and outside of cincinnati which is always wild to me um but at the same time i think they have a 
good plan when it comes to the outlook of that. I was not ready to go ahead and talk about contracts in January. I thought we'd get a couple more weeks um, and, and maybe a Super Bowl game for this team in back-to-back years. But at the same time, before we talk about kind of the outlook of, of the offseason, it's hard right now. I know for a lot of Bengals fans to be like, well, yeah, it was a great season. It was so fun. It was one of my favorite teams to watch. We were we were watching just a few years ago. We wanted this team to win a playoff game. Win one. Win one. Joe Burrow just, won five in two, year, in two years. Just a few years ago, uh, we were probably – knowing all the draft prospect names by October. We knew them all. We're like, oh, <laughs> by October. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard. And and, and losing it an AFC championship is is something that we are experiencing for the first time, as you mentioned. A really good stuff. Cincinnati's never lost an AFC championship game. Hopefully the only one they ever lose. Hopefully the only one they lose. And then you go you go back to to what the Super Bowl felt like. I think it took it took a while for fans to, to get over that one. And the next thing was like I can't wait till they get back. This team is going to be back. I truly believe that this team can 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 make a run. And what did they do this season? They lost four football games, four regular season games, and they won twelve in regular season. You win two tough battles. I think the wild card game was a battle. You you go into the Buffalo Bills and you just own them, absolutely own them. And then you played the 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 other best team in the AFC in the Chiefs on the road in a big time game. You lost by three. And I think that you won't see it today, maybe in January, but it's going to be spring. Sun's going to come out tomorrow and we're going to look back and say, man, this team is still heading in a great direction. It could always be worse. And I am um, I'm really excited to have Joe Burrow as a quarterback. And I think he's going to be the quarterback for a really long time. And I like Zach Taylor. And I think Zach Taylor is going to be a huge part of this for a really long time. I think the front office has, has really changed their direction of, of how they think outside of the box. And they're getting credit in the outside world, that national attention too, of like, hey, this, is, this isn't your, your grandfather's Cincinnati Bengals. This isn't my dad's Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they are going to go in the right direction. And this team lost in the Super Bowl last year. They lost in the AFC Championship this year. And I think there's a lot of organizations who would take that every day of the week where they're, where they're at right now. Um. Absolutely. There's what probably like two organizations that wouldn't. They're yeah. both in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, only one team. Only one team wins at the end of the season. Yeah. Only one. To like, be in the final four, I think that's a discussion some people want to have. Was this a successful season? And like, it wasn't the ultimate success, but there's nothing to be ashamed of with this season. Put it back no. up a fight. Think of all the teams that have fallen just short in their conference championship game. Yeah, Saints teams, Patriots have done it, Colts did it, Chiefs, All did it last year. Chiefs last year. Um, yeah, there's a ton of teams this happens to. 49ers have done it back to back. That stinks. Ooh, that one, that one hurts. That would definitely be a dagger when you had that. Uh, I think about that dropped interception last year for the 49ers. Oh, whiskey tart. But come on, there's no way that the Niners would have wanted to play in the Super Bowl with who knows. I mean, I guess Jimmy G would have been back for the Super Bowl. Still who would have knows? been Garoppolo in that game. Oh, this one coming up. This you mean? one. I mean, well, Josh how? Johnson probably is okay. Well, we don't want to speculate. <laughs> Garoppolo, it sounds like could play. Who who off the street? Who is your first call? Is it Blake Bortles? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> was my first thought. Him or Fitzpatrick was, was my first there thought. There was memes for Blake Bortles. There was memes for Blake Bortles. Um, he was, and no, was he like, was in L.A. He was in L.A. I was trying to remember where he was uh, last time. He was in Green Bay and L.A., so he was not in San Francisco. I was trying to remember which West Coast team. But, yeah, Blake Bortles, the first person. I was like, if they win, do you call Blake Bortles? Do you call Fitzpatrick? Who are you calling? Who's your first call here? <laughs> All right. Well. Cam? I think Cam might be done. I Although, I don't know. Maybe sign him and just have him run a few plays. I think that I think that run is over. Um, but hey, it It'd could be, be hilarious. Run. Kaepernick would be the funniest one if they resign Kaepernick after all these years for the Super Bowl. Uh, all right, I'm done. Oh man, speculation. that would have been hilarious too. The portals. Are... The only thing, here, here's what I, I will say: this as a team who just lost in the AFC Championship game, the week between now and the Super Bowl feels like ages from now, and I don't know how enthused I am gonna I'm gonna be to watch that. The Super Bowl. Whatever. Yeah. I actually kind of like the extra week for that, though, because I'll be less salty. When you're playing and it's great, you're like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl for two weeks. Let's talk about it. In in theory, I like the extra week, even though this team lost the NFC Championship game, because I won't be as salty for the Super Bowl. I won't be as, like, go birds, although I will be rooting for the Eagles, I think. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Well, we still have more to get to. I want to talk a little more about looking into that offseason. I know we talked Joe Burrow. I know we talked front office. We talked about this AFC Championship loss, and there's plenty to break down next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.